Hi, I'm Peter Keegan. Hi, I'm Laura Boswell, and over there is the talented Mr. B managing our sound. Want to take the leap and become a working artist? The sort that actually gets to make art and pay the bills at the same time? We're both that sort of artist, and we're here to help you become one too. In this episode, we're going to look at the artist's statement, something that everybody has to write, and we'll explain how you write it, why you write it, and what you can do with it once it's written. It feels a very grown-up thing, doesn't it, writing an artist statement? I remember when I was at university and it was one of the things that our lecturers were sort of telling us, oh, you should write an artist statement. And it, there's something, I think, because you're committing to an idea. Well, I'm, and impressed, to a vision. I'm impressed that they told you about that because I actually had to Google what is an artist statement when I was applying for my first art job when I went back. Oh, really? So that wasn't really covered? It was not covered at all so. at university. Or if it was, I forgot about it. <laughs> if you remember from the first episode, I had a long break before before I went back yeah. to being a printmaker. So yeah, I had to learn all about it once mm. I started my career. But it's uh, it's it's the first opportunity, I think, if you've not written one before, to say something and to really establish yourself. This is what you are. This is what you do. This is why you do it. And I think for some emerging artists, those are quite big questions that you you may not know the answers to those. And I think it's it's important to look at artist statements that exist just but, to give you an idea of the flavour so that's really interesting that you, you didn't even cover that at university <laughs> no I didn't or at least if I did I probably forgotten because as <laughs> you'll remember from my episode talking about my career there was an awfully long break right, so yeah. I found myself scrabbling around on uh, the internet trying to work things out okay so let's start from the beginning then let's break down this sort of enigma of artist statements and let's sort of define what they are and the different varieties because they're sort of CVs and biographies and so on so let's start off first with what's a CV a, a sort of is it curriculum vitae isn't that the sort of the Latin that's phase, right that, yeah it? so I would say this this is different from an artist statement a CV is a list of achievements it's it's a timetable of what you've done. So there's like a chronological order yeah, of absolutely. things. Yeah, absolutely. So, so what know. sort of things would we put? I mean, I, in my CV, I note sort of some of the exhibitions I've been involved That's with. That's right, yes. Shows. Uh, if you've won any awards, mm. if you've done residencies, um, if you've engaged in commissions, or things like, like uh, that. Festivals and yeah. events. Sort of, I mean, I, I often kind of call them kind of milestone yeah, absolutely. events. Sort of things if, you're if quite you... happy to sing about and shout yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. So that might include teaching teaching that you do, or in my case, I write a magazine column, something like that. That would all go into your yeah. CV. And of course, I don't, you know, being very careful to put relevant information in there, so specific to your artistic practice. Mm. So it could, it could, I've, I've read some and it kind of starts waffling on things that I think, oh, that's got actually nothing to do with no, your, your artistic is, form. You know, no, an artist's I, CV is yeah, about their art, not yeah. about I'm not interested else. in what level grey piano you got into, but, no. you know, but I have read things that are quite similar to that. So. So, so that's quite clearly different. But then we come on to biographies, which mm -hmm. is something that you may be asked for from a gallery or something like that. So for me... That's more of a couple of paragraphs about uh, your training and a bit of personal information about you. Yeah, it's you speaking, isn't it? I think yeah. it's sort of you, it's coming from the heart. It's, it's your voice as the artist, the marketing uh, voice again, that what is it you want to 
say directly to to that person. Yeah, and that's very much um, something that's usually tailored to the event that you're participating in. Mm. So if it's something, let's say that it, it has an educational connection, then you'd big up your teaching. Or if it was about a particular aspect of your art, you might big up, like, for example, if it was a landscape exhibition, Peter, you might big up the fact that you paint landscapes yeah. as well as portraits mm. and so forth. And it's, there's, there's uh, sometimes you know, biographies have sometimes an element of personal mm. story to them, sort of you know what the backstory is. For some people, uh, there might be a significant uh, situation that happens in their lives that has made them you know turn yeah. to an artist, and and sometimes that's that sort of story, if you like, that backstory can be quite useful, quite insightful for marketing purposes, and people mm. like to pick up the human interest, and it's uh, and that's. That's sort of where you squeeze yeah, it's setting out your stall and your credentials. Yeah. So an artist statement is none of those is things. None really. of those no. things. No. So how would you define it? An art, artist statement. I suppose there's an element of sort of justifying what you do. Mm. This is why I do it, uh, and sort of this is my my sort of aim for for the work that I'm producing. And I think also it's looking at. Your journey, how you're developing, where you're going, what are the themes of your work, mm. um, and maybe what you're f- currently focusing on. It's, I, mean, I think that's what focus mm. is much more focused mm. to your artistic creative practice. Mm. It's specifically about. It's an that. insight into your work rather than about you, mm. isn't it? And, I think. and it's not an essay. You know, sometimes I've, I've read examples in it that they, they go on and on and on and you know, you start switching off. I think you can say something quite mm. clearly and succinctly in a paragraph or two. I don't think people want to... So, I, so is much. there... I mean, I I don't think there's a set length for these, do you? I mean, no, I, think I, I wish there were. Brevi- there were. Brevity is always good, mm. but you will again, like all these, the CV and the, the biography, you will tailor them to suit the situation Mm. if you're having a solo show you might want a weightier artist statement than if you've got four lines in the catalogue so you might need various lengths which is something to bear in mind when you're writing one i always think you know it's sometimes the uh sort of a bit it's a bit analog but if it's more than an a4 piece of paper i for me suddenly that starts getting you know quite long it's a bit overwhelming yeah it can be and it's sort of a bit of a bit lofty and a bit heavy actually and sometimes i think I think if you can't, it's, it's, isn't it the, the the famous thing? It's, it's an elevator pitch. Yes. You know, and if you can't really explain what you do, it, the time it takes in a lift or an elevator, which is usually like two minutes, if that, if you can't get across yes, you what it is you do, then, then, you know, you've got to really try and trim it down a little bit. So if you have got a little further than I did at first and you've actually found out what an artist statement is, are there some things that you can do to prepare for writing one? What would how how would you start? Well, I think like anything, it's research. You know, mm. you've got to you've got to see what's out there, and in lots of things, you put, find like-minded and similar creatives, whether it's your mm. same creative practice or not, uh, elsewhere, and see what they are doing mm. in their writing. And you know, it's, do, do not steal, do not be a magpie, but you can take elements and ideas or sort of, of, of pattern structures. And I think there is there is good advice out there. I think the best advice I I read certainly was to be honest and to keep things simple and straightforward and not feel that you have to use long words Mm. or draw elusive comparisons with artists or anything like that. It's just being straight, really. I think people can see through that when, you know, people are starting to talk 
art rubbish or what we call in the trade art bollocks sometimes <laughs> is, is a lot of sort of nonsense I mean I, I have to admit I tend to see that in sort of more kind of I suppose very contemporary approaches to art where it's very concept driven yes I think um, and I think yeah. there's an element that it slightly goes with the territory but then sometimes it's not and, that, and I think that that's a right fit I think yeah. it's back to the artistic voice if you like mm. you know if the if the voice is very highbrow it's very conceptual then of course that sort of needs to be reflected in a statement if you are a humble uh, sort of artisan and maker if you're using sort of very grandiose words it can and, be a bit silly it really, can yeah it doesn't yeah. really fit so again it's sort of does, does your work and practice does it reflect your voice and is that voice and, and work reflected in your artistic statement it all kind of links and it has to link and feel sincere because they can see straight through it I think well I think the, the the first thing that I did was to think well what is it I'm interested in mm. why am I making the art that I'm making mm. Um, and for me, I'm not really interested in a direct photographic representation of the landscape. I'm interested in taking landscapes and uh, exploring the idea of space and distance and weather. Right. That's the sort of thing the that core I would, values, Yeah, the core like. values. Yeah. That's what I'd be putting in my artist statement. Yeah. I suppose for me as well, it's, it's sort of, I'm very clear in the sort of the way I paint. You know, I'm not a photorealistic painter. I like, you know, I'm just as drawn to the way that I apply painting in the thick texture and the mark making the expressive you know for me that's an intrinsic part of the artistic process and you know I write about mm. that and capturing something not in a traditional way but a more contemporary approach well you're sort of prompting your audience all the time to look at your work with understanding so you're you're putting in these signposts about in mm. your case look at the how I paint look at the paint surface in mine it's maybe about oh, that's why she's got this great expanse of space mm. and that's why she uses white space as she does and mm. things. So you're, you're, you're offering a kind of roadmap to understanding your work in your statement. So, I mean, I think it's really useful to explain how can we use these devices? You know, how can we use an artist statement sort of day to day practically? And what I do in, in my studio, because it's open to the public and people can mm. come in and watch me at work, is I have a CV and I have a artist statement there. And it's it's really fascinating. If I'm watching at the corner of my eye how people are engaging with the work, sometimes they'll spend more time reading the artist statements, but then they'll go back to the work and look a lot deeper. Well, it's giving because, you authority, isn't yeah. it? It's it's giving them understanding, but also it's setting out your stall. Yeah, and it, it's educating them. It's sort mm. of giving them that insight. And particularly yeah. if you're an artist that there's a lot of process that they're not able to see. There's a lot of sort of behind the scenes work. Mm. That's a good example to sort of have that in potentially a statement or a biography that they are realising that you trained for a long period of time or you're highly skilled in, a, in, in an area of, of yeah. art. If they can understand that and read that, mm. I think they'll engage with your work a lot deeper. But I think there's also a personal function of an artist statement because the very fact that you have to sit down, think and write mm. one and regularly update it, yeah. which every artist should do, mm is it's a time to evaluate and take stock mm. and put down on paper exactly why you're doing things. And they can change? And, and, oh, all and... the time, yeah. I mean, certainly uh, my artist statements change quite regularly because it will depend on what type of printing I'm doing, what my interest is at the time. You know, just as your work moves forward, yeah. so should your statement. Yeah, so I'm about to embark on a project and I'm already conscious that I'm going to slightly tweak 
my statement to sort of reflect the fact that I'm going to be involved in a, in a large project for my painting and, and it has to be up to date it's got to be kept relevant otherwise yeah. as soon as people clock that it's outdated then you know and not- presumably um, if you're going into a different situation you'll also tweak your artist statement to fit that situation to mm. a certain extent I certainly write it slightly different if I'm going into uh, a festival of printmakers where everyone is au fait with printing, mm-hmm. I might explain a, a little less about my technical side of the process than if I'm going to be dealing with an audience who know nothing about printing. So there is a group of people, of course, that are going to really benefit from having uh, these statements and CVs and biographies. And of course, that's when it comes to a marketing opportunity. Yeah. So I get asked this a lot, or if they don't get asked by having it available on my website, I know mm. people copy and take it, um, is, is sort of things like press releases or when people want to write about you and your work. If that information is available on the website, they can take it. If not, they will ask. They will say, please, can we have a statement? Yeah, I mean, you? it could be something as simple as a talk in your local art group. Yeah. You know, it's great for them to have that because then they can drum up the audience and tell the audience what to expect. Yeah. And of course, when they're researching you, whoever yeah. is out there researching you, and of yeah. course, people are more than ever because of social media and the interaction, they will be able to find out exactly what you're trying to say by reading this statement and it makes and it is sort of a professional requirement if you have a website as an artist you really should have an artist statement on there hmm. i think it's one of the things that people will look for and expect yeah like that sort of it's it's a sort of sorts the wheat from the chaff a little bit perhaps i think it's- it does i think it does but i think everybody at whatever stage they're at should write one even if it's only to get your thoughts in order yeah so there is something to think about when you're writing an artist statement and that's that you as the artist can be a bit too close to your techniques and fail to see that your artist statement's going to be read by somebody who doesn't necessarily know anything about process. Yes, yeah. So as a printmaker, it's no good me saying I work in relief printmaking because that doesn't mean that. anything. You know? So I think, yeah, it's, it's sort of, you know, almost have an audience that have, have the people who haven't got a clue. Are, you, are they going to engage with it as much as a highly trained and well-read art critic are they going to both get something from it without patronizing yeah i think this is where your family come in useful because it's a good idea always to get stuff like this proofread yes it's something that i do i mean because i struggle with reading and writing at the best of times (laughs) you know i always ask for a second opinion on these things and and it always gets edited edited much like my own artwork you know you go for this refinement process and it should be the same when you're writing it shouldn't just be an off-the-cuff thing just to please just to stick it on your website it needs to be considered you yeah and, i mean always edited. always check because it looks really unprofessional if there are grammatical errors yeah. or i don't know words repeated or something like yeah. that you might miss mm. but somebody else might pick up on i think it's sort of, I, you know i know a lot of uh, people who, who when they work in the recruitment industry and of course as soon as an application comes in and there's an application form and there's a spelling mistake that application form gets thrown in the bin and that person yeah. doesn't and gets considered for the job and I think you know would gallery dealers and gallerists and other people consider working with you if you can't write that off I don't know it's it doesn't certainly reflect you in the best light does it it doesn't and I wouldn't hesitate to get help if you need to Mm -hmm. um if words don't come easily to you or you feel that you're too close to it or something like that then get someone to sit with you and chat it through Mm. I think that can often help Mm. um if you have someone beside you and you're just chatting to them about why you make art 
and make some notes at the same time, then ideas can kind of flow yeah. rather than if you're sitting at a keyboard looking at a screen and it's not yeah. working. For I you. have done that before. I've, I've put my phone onto sort of dictaphone mode and I've recorded a conversation I've been That's having about my tip. work. Because yeah. when you're listening back on yourself, although it's horrible to hear your own voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're kind of getting hardened to that though, Absolutely, Peter, aren't yeah. we? <laughs> It's it's nice to hear you justifying it and you can look at it objectively and you can ask say, do I really think that? <laughs> yeah, there's something about, actually, you're right. There's something about a recording or something like that that separates you yeah, from it. And you can think, that's a good point. Mm. That's rubbish. That's just frankly bizarre, yeah. depending on what you're saying. <laughs> and then you can come to the artist's statement using that as your, your kind of uh, support for mm. what you write. So, yeah, I think checking what you're saying and that it's appropriate for your audience is a really important one. Okay, Peter, so what's our takeaway from this episode? Well, I think it's clear that if you're serious about being a professional artist, you've got to write some sort of artistic statement, but welcome the need to regularly evaluate and update this statement, but don't be afraid of the power of editing it too. Quite right, Peter. And thank you all for listening. You can catch up with the stuff we've covered in our show notes at our website at askanartistpodcast.com. And also, in the meantime, please help us by subscribing to our podcast and telling all your would-be artist friends about us. 